And we are honored and thrilled, truly thrilled, to have an Academy Award-nominated filmmaker joining us today. That would be Patrick Osborne. The film is Feast. It's a new short film. As his first time, director Patrick Osborne was the head of animation for a wonderful animated film called Paper Man. Worked at Walt Disney Studio, and he worked on such films as um, Bolt, Tangled, um, Narnia, the I'm sorry, the Chronicles of Narnia, Witch in the Wardrobe, I Am Legend, Surfs Up, Open Season, and the list goes on and on. And was inspired, and we'll get into this, to to embark in a career in animation by a gift from his father. And we'll talk about that as well. Congratulations, uh, Patrick, on the nomination for Academy Award, and welcome to film school. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be talking to you this morning. Yeah, boy, what a wonderful film uh, Feast is. Uh, tell us a, a little bit about this, uh, about the film, um, the story. Sure. Um, you know, after uh, after the success of Paper Man and then Get a Horse the, the following year, um, the studio decided to make it more of a an ongoing thing to to do shorts and have some kind of little surprise for the audience every show. Um Every year when our film came out, and uh, I was currently, um, you know, after the success of Paperman, I, I was brought on to Big Hero Six as a co-head of animation with another animator, great, uh, great animator, Zach Parrish, and uh, we were working on that for about nine months when they uh, announced the opportunity to pitch uh, shorts to direct, and um, it seemed like the kind of opportunity I didn't really want to pass up. Uh, it, uh, you know, the, the chance to kind of get feedback from some great filmmakers within the studio it just seemed kind of like a fun thing, even though I had sort of a dream job at the time in the first place. Um, <clears throat> but then a few months into that pitching process, uh, they decided to make my short, and I was uh, instantly off Big Hero, leaving Zach Parrish to to um, defend for himself, and luckily <laughs> he's he's awesome and, and did a great job there anyway, um, and got to start making the film, and that was in June, about a year and a half ago. Now that was uh, so. When you started the production on Feast, was a is that what you're saying? About a year and a half. Ago? Yeah, okay. about a year and a half ago. It was uh, it was June, about June twentieth. Um, what would that be? Okay. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, you're you're pretty <laughs> close. Yeah. Okay, a year and a half ago. Uh, okay. So, what was the inspiration for the story behind Feast? Um, it started with a little uh, little note in a sketchbook a couple years ago. Uh, what if you told the story of a relationship through dinners, um, this idea that maybe the meals could be a storytelling device um, for some kind of story that shows the passage of time in, in different states of life. Like a, a meal when you're single and alone looks different than when you're on a first date and trying hard to impress, and that looks different than when you've been dating a while and, and things are comfortable and um, you get dumped and meals might look different, and then and when you have children and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll change completely too. So I thought maybe just through the visual juxtaposition of different uh, meals up against one one another, you could you could do something interesting with the story. And then after thinking about that a while, um, the idea to put a dog underneath the table that kind of grew up uh, underneath the dinner table, uh, as dogs kind of do, relate to us through through meals. It seemed like a cool thing to try and. Um, Something, sometimes things kind of just fall in place, and the story becomes what it wants to, yeah. and and you realize you have something that's worth making. So, well, that's kind of how it went. Okay. Well, I, it's a it is a wonderful story about a dog. And I understand from from my research, my vast research, that uh, you have uh, you've had small dogs in your life. Um, so is that yes. sort of the inspiration as well, part of uh, 
part of uh, sure. Part yeah, of... my family. I grew up with wiener dogs, and uh, <laughs> there was Stretch, Indianapolis, Audi, and now uh, now my parents have a puppy named Mercedes. Uh, they have a they're naming their German dogs after German cars. <laughs> That's, That's the, awesome. That is thing. awesome. Yeah. Well, my family, my <laughs> but, family uh, had, my family had two dachshunds, Greta, and Greta. That's how. That's how imagined <laughs> we were. Greta, Greta, Greta one died. Well, the one, we got Greta two. Greta basically. two. <laughs> so. It's better than relearning a name, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, there were other Disney movies that had dachshunds in them, and yeah. uh, I wanted a dog that was not part of the Disney legacy so far that people would understand is its own thing. So that's why it became a, a Boston Terrier because there yeah. are none in the, uh, in the whole Disney library of dogs, which is quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, and, and so how much now is the first, this is your first endeavor as the director uh, yeah. of, a, of a short film. What was it about that, that, that inner part of the, you'd been on the other side, you'd been part of the support staff, if you will, head of animation and mm-hmm. set, Etc. Etc. How much of the that? How different was it? What What was it? If there was anything that surprised you about being in the chair? Sure. Uh, as head of animation, uh, it's your responsibility to deliver on on the vision of the director, and um, it really is a big shift to, to go from from someone who is. Um, not who who's who's delivering on someone else's idea and someone else's vision to being the person who is being delivered to is is whose idea is responsible for um, everything and whose taste and whose decision making is responsible for everything that ends up on screen in some way it's a it's a really big shift in responsibility and uh, and it's uh, I love kind of being thrown into new experiences like that um, so I found it pretty exciting and fun and uh, there's also a side of directing that is about um, there's a leadership side that's about sort of, you know, it's a collaborative art form animation. You can't do it alone, mm-hmm. and you have to uh, you have to understand your idea well enough to get everybody else to be enthusiastic about it because you want people to, you know, they're going to produce their best work if they're having a great time um, and, and understand the passion that goes behind the particular project. So that's kind of a, a different thing that, you, that you're not really a part of when you are leading animation. Um, leading animation is sort of like being a uh, director of performance and acting. You're you're responsible for for just the performance, but uh, directing you're responsible for you know color and look and story and all that other, and everything else to, on top of that. So it kind of just expands that uh, responsibility realm in a really fun way. Yeah, and rewarding as well. For sure. Yeah, and yeah, the reward is it's a little more stressful maybe, but um, I think that's balanced out with the the feeling of finishing. Yeah, the the risk reward, and at the end of the day, while you as you said, it's a collaborative uh, art form. It is at the end of the day your vision, and uh, and it's and I assume you got what you wanted in this process out of this. Yeah, I did. I think you you do realize at a certain point that your name is on it um, first, and it's your reputation, and uh, sort of it's going to be the thing that you're known for more than more than most other things. Yeah, um, publicly and, at least. Uh, you know, I made a little goal. Uh, right when it got greenlit, I ran. I go running in, in Griffith Park behind the studio, and uh, I ran up the hill and, and made sort of a little, like a video promise to myself of how this is gonna gonna be. And I haven't watched it yet. But mm. I think I'm gonna watch it um, on the night of the Oscars, and then maybe make another one that reacts to the whole thing. This idea of um, I remember just wanting people to enjoy working on it, like. Um, 
I found the films that I've worked on the most are that I that I that are the most memorable are the ones where the the team itself worked well and it was really fun to be a part of. So I wanted it to be that. I mean, for everybody to work on it because um, you know the work is the work and and the the talent at Disney is incredible. So you know it's going to be something that looks great. Uh, yeah. But you want it to be something that looks great that everyone loved working on as well. And the name on this uh, film is uh, Patrick Osborne, and he is with us today. Uh, and um, now, there, there's uh, one of the things I'm just going to, com- I'm not going to comment, I don't think, I'm not going to give any plot lines away here, but as you sure. described it, it's it's a, this kind of through the uh, the uh, world, through the eyes of a, of a dog uh, in the life of his owner and others. Um, you, you did a lot with just from a stylistic point of view. I, I was watching the film for sort of technique. Um, and it's it, animation today is just phenomenal it, in my lifetime. The, the degree to which, uh, animation is so beautiful and to look at and the things that we can do now, uh, with such talented people and the, and the technology and such, but you, you really emphasized a lot of shadow and light in this film is that did, sure. is that is that was that a conscious thing in terms of what you were looking at trying to trying to do or is it just part yeah of the um i feel like animation now can you can make anything you want anything you you can imagine yeah. could be made it could be made to look 100 percent real if you choose and all degrees of stylization and for me um I didn't want to make something at the edge of what was technically possible. I wanted to make something that was a really strong example of a particular taste, a particular uh, look and painting style. And my production designer, Jeff Turley, is an amazing painter. And it was our goal uh, as a production to represent his taste, um, his visual taste, as much as possible in the finished film. And he was also the production designer of Paper Man, and that's kind of where we uh, became friends. And... um, for me, that's a really interesting way to approach. Uh, it's like it's like a, like animation is all about caricature. It's all about filtering human experience through a person and then out back onto the screen. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like realism, you know, it's it's almost too easy. It's like it's it's more interesting to kind of go with a particular style that um, represents what you think is beautiful. Um, because we could do anything, you know what. What can what do you want to do is like a more important question than, yeah. than what can you do. So um, yeah, we we used Jeff's painting as reference, and then all the light is very naturalistically inspired in the color palette, um, but very simply done. Uh, we wanted to make sure that it was a clean graphic statement in every shot because there's so many shots in the film that are very quick. Yeah, and uh, in order to read that, you want it to be simple and clear. And uh, simple, clear, and beautiful was sort of our our mantra and Jeff actually painted every single shot. Um, he did one painting for each shot to demonstrate to the color, uh, the group of the color team and the in the back end uh, exactly how that shot should look. And 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 to my eye, watching that again uh, with this sort of the the use of shadow and light, uh, uh, Winston is is very much in the. In that framed, it very a lot of the film is framed in that kind of contrast, that sh- that light. Yeah, the very beginning. We decided. Of, to, go ahead. We we looked the film actually in Winston's point of view. So mm-hmm. if he was having a good day, um, 
in the in the food he was in, he was enjoying the food it would be in the sunlight in some way mm-hmm. and if it was um, if it was sort of up in the air whether or not this was a good thing for him it was cut the light was actually cut right down the middle through the food mm-hmm. and if he um, if he wasn't enjoying it we put the food in the shadow mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a simple sort mm-hmm. of way to get the audience to subconsciously and maybe emotionally attached to the shots without being uh, sort of force-fed what to feel by by any other means. It seemed like a simple and kind of that's a nice mo- way to tell the story. That's a nice motif. I, I, the way that you just I, described it. I, I, I'll, I have to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, we, we have this neat little thing at, at Disney called Workbook Turnover, um, and it's a step where you get together with uh, all the people that are going to be responsible for making the images and... You actually kind of, as a team, plan out stuff like that. You plan out your value structure, shot to shot, and how that how that rhythm works. Uh, and it's a very fun day that you can spend with, with markers and a bunch of blank paper and actually kind of get everybody on board uh, with the understanding of what these shots are and what we're going to make over the next few weeks. So it's a really cool moment. They do it in the features, too. Every sequence spends about a day doing that. And uh, for the short, we spent one afternoon and just kind of made the made the decisions like that, made cinematography sort of choices about yeah. about uh, how to enhance the story just a little bit more with every choice. Because in, in animation, you it's all choices. You can decide everything, so it's yeah. best to make those choices important. Uh, it's like if you have a choice, you should have a reason and, and make it mean something. Right. And the in the time we have remaining, I, there's a couple things I want to cover with you in terms of. Um, the, what I consider to be the golden age of animation. I, I, I don't know what at what point this age began. I, I, you're, you're better at knowing exactly, but it feels like um, the, the, we're just in, in the midst of uh, a remarkable, um, really astounding amount of great animation work that's going on right now. And people talk about, you know, cartoons back in the 30s and the 40s and the Bugs Bunny and Disney and all the, and that uh, that golden era. But I, I think uh, in terms of what we're looking at now and what, every year when it comes up for these animated shorts, I'm just just blown away by, by the, the remarkable level, not only of technical expertise, but the ability to uh, in, infuse in these films uh, emotions uh, that are as strong as any live action event that you would see, whether it be film or theater. And it's just, it is, uh, in, my, in my estimation, that's what we're in. And I, what, how, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's the technology is not really a limit. There's not really much of a barrier to entry. The software's free for students who want to learn now. So um, yeah. I feel like almost anybody can give it a shot. And that, that democratization of the, of the tech side of it uh, really brings it into the hands of the artists now. And uh, you can make indie films that look really, really fantastic. Yeah, um, and the feature films are all really pushing against each other for upping performance. You know, we're friends with people at every other studio, uh, just people you've met at school and throughout your career. So uh, there's, like a, there's a healthy, friendly kind of one-upsmanship between shows. You know, every year we're trying to be better and better. And I think uh, it's, it's coming to a point where you can, you can really do anything. So now it's, it's neat because that... That sort of knocks it wide open, where the goal isn't, um, you know, make it look totally real. The goal is make it look as interesting and appropriate for the story as possible. And I think that's really cool. And there's more animation now than ever, yeah. and especially with uh, stuff in games and now this VR side of things, which is going to be very heavily animated. Uh, yeah. There's 
so much potential for beautiful animation work, and um, and it's really easy to get into it if you really want to. So yeah. I think that's really cool. Well, Patrick Osborne, I want to ask you uh, sort of an arc, your own story arc. I'm going back to uh, the inspiration for you to become a part, uh, become an animator, um, uh, and to that to that Tuesday morning a few weeks ago. Uh, when you heard the, when you heard the word, uh, you know, you heard your your name mentioned. What what has that been? You know, just sort of from your when you started, when Dad handed you the the book. Yeah. Uh, well, to, uh, to, my dad was a toy designer at Kenner in okay. Cincinnati in the eighties uh, until they were bought by Hasbro. And I used to draw with him a lot and uh, get in a lot of trouble for using expensive gouaches and markers to scribble you know, <laughs> giant pieces of poster board and. Uh, but that support was always there, and um, from seeing that, uh, my dad gave me that behind-the-scenes of Jurassic Park with the storyboards in it, um, and I was obsessed with that movie when I was a kid. And uh, and then and then being sort of permitted by them to go to art school, I know they were both artists, and I know, you know, going to art school is kind of a scary thing for your kid in a way because uh, there's no guarantees there. It's an it's, a, it's as expensive as Harvard in some cases, and um, and just really really competitive and um, just to have that support where I was allowed to do that was fantastic. And then I really like to paint and draw, so that's the reason I got into animation. And then um, around the time I was in school, um, the the hand-drawn side of things was in a, in a free fall, and, uh, but Pixar was kind of rising and the computer side of things was coming up. And that's where I landed. I learned it was really kind of fun after we started playing with stuff and yeah. was lucky enough to uh, be hired into Sony right after that uh, right after graduation, uh, a lot of animation and hiring is about sort of timing. You know, studios need people at certain times, and you have to catch that wave and and, and be ready for it. So I, I feel lucky that the timing worked out, and that's the start of everything. And then, um, and then I came over to Disney for Bolt, and and never really looked back. And it's been it's been a, a great ride here as well. So here you are. What is it? Uh, the second yes. second Tuesday in January, or whatever it was. The, the or third Tuesday, whatever it is. Uh, here you go. You're. Uh, did you? Were you up in the up at the crack of dawn? Were you? Were you? Did you? Do you have yeah, any well, we any just sense? Turned on the laptop and and put the YouTube stream on for a couple minutes, and then uh, yes. and then uh, fielded a couple hours of text messages. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'm so uh, honored to have you on. It's a, it's a fantastic film. I, one of the other strengths of uh, Feast is uh, the ability to pack into it a lot of information, a a, a a story arc, characters, and all the rest of it in in I think a little over six minutes uh, of just a animated. Just wonderful animation all the way around, and I love that challenge of of squeezing it all in. Yeah, they did a great Fun. job, and uh, all all the best uh, come February, whatever it is twenty second. Sounds right to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on that, and um, and and your future projects. I, I you know, I if you expand as you expand your your uh, what you're looking to do in terms of projects, uh, I hope you find some time to come back and join us again. Thank you. Great. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.